0: Welcome back to another episode of the Angler's Happy Hour podcast. In today's show, we chat with our buddy, Kevin Finley. Kevin tells us one of the craziest fishing hotel stories we've ever heard. Um, We really enjoyed talking with him, and we think you guys are really going to enjoy this show. Thanks again for tuning in. All right, everybody. Welcome back to uh, another episode of the Angler's Happy Hour podcast podcast. We are super sorry. It's been so long since we last came to you guys, but um, we've just had a heck of a time connecting. We've all been traveling, all been extremely busy, and uh, we're going to call this our summer break that we never told anyone we were going to take. But uh,
1: <laughs> Quality, not quantity.
0: Yes, that's that's yeah. the truth. We, uh, we've got a great episode, a great interview coming up for you guys later with our buddy, Kevin Finley. He tells one of the best uh traveling hotel stories i've probably ever heard and uh that's our cliffhanger to get you guys to stick around for this episode um, but anyways thanks again for uh for tuning in and and we've had a lot going on let's run through the guys real quick and, and see what everyone's doing nick let's start with you in that dark garage over there
1: nice yeah well when you're podcasting off of a 23 year old apple laptop apparently the camera is uh really high quality so i'm over here sweating in the dark but that's uh, been been fun. I think when we last left off, I was halfway through my Mexican adventure. I was looking like DJ Khaled and had a painted beard. Um, I've now completed the beard in real life with no paint and it looks even worse. Uh, So Mexico wrapped up. It was fun, had a good time. Uh, We had a a quick turnaround and we headed east for Alabama and uh, you'd in the interview touch on the uh, perils of traveling right now. And of course we witnessed a canceled flight in Dallas and we learned how to do the whole airline voucher for a hotel and all of those things. And where we made a mistake there was we didn't bring any clothes or anything we needed in our carry ons and you don't get your luggage when that happens. So we brought four diapers and, uh, my son, crapped you know the three-year-old crapped once is like you don't get to crap anymore bro because we were down to the final diaper it's like the final countdown but everything went fine we ended up flying into birmingham instead of montgomery nearly lost our luck well they did the luggage didn't make the flight so we were floating around it was just it was challenging but the the oh. moment things turned around was i packed fishing gear this time instead of just mooching off my brother-in-law and going to walmart i actually brought respectable 15 year old equipment And I packed it in a Mickey Mouse hard shell kid's suitcase. And when my luggage finally had a chance of being there, up the carousel ramp, the first one that came out was the Mickey Mouse suitcase. And I knew, I became a believer right then and there, that things were turning around. (laughs) And they did. Uh, It was pretty good. And then uh, we, we had a good time in Alabama, got to do a little fishing on Jordan there where they live. And uh, my brother-in-law was kind enough. He booked a little inshore saltwater charter uh, over in Pensacola, which is like a three-hour drive. And uh, it was awesome, except for the most torrential rain since Noah's Ark was in the forecast. And we got to fish for like 17 minutes before we just were like in an incredible deluge. So so I felt bad for him. Definitely we were feeling more like the bug than the windshield for the first, you know, five to ten days of that adventure but we got back to his house and then the lower unit went out on his 40 horse mercury two-stroke on our the how how lower unit even go out
0: on a 40 horse those things are supposed to run for years dude and, and maybe for it's just because it's seconds. years old okay fair enough
1: <laughs> right it's, it might just be dude everything was breaking i bought <clears throat> dude i got the most pimped out 2002 3500 ram wagon 15 passenger van for us all to be riding around in and that thing didn't prove very reliable either we had a lot of roadside repairs in the oh. weltering humid uh alabama sun his boat broke it was just like it's just one of those things man and what was so sad is that we uh, got out on his boat after back on jordan after the rain out I made like 10 casts on our magical spot and I caught like a two pound spotted bass on a top water. And I was like, you, I've never seen the lake in July and it just looks so good. I mean, there's bank grass everywhere. The fish are active. Like it just was so, so magical. <laughs> then the next run, it just crapped out on us. And that was that. So now you, now you can't I get was, out there. Well, yeah, pretty much. And so that, that was kind of the end of that, but we, we, we figured it out. We, uh, ended up having a great time, you know, and it's just, it's a blessing to be able to travel a lot. And we, we always try to remember that because there are moments you guys know, and everyone does when you're on the road, especially with family, it gets a little trying and the the trip wrapped up pretty, pretty good. And then coming home, of course, we had a five hour delay in Montgomery, missed our flight in Dallas, did the hotel voucher thing and all of that 2.0. But this time my incredibly intelligent wife packed, a change of clothes and a few extra diapers. And so we uh, didn't have a Kevin Finley like experience in our hotel, but it wasn't much better than that. But fresh underwear and a toothbrush can really change your attitude. And we had that time. So,
0: Oh, that's good. Gosh, man. Yeah. You're not asking for much. You're just asking for a fresh underwear and a toothbrush. That's all. <laughs>
1: Dude, and witnessing like the levels of like disbelief and rage and like rudeness and unhappiness of like all of our fellow homo sapiens in an airport when things aren't going right. It gives you an opportunity to really shine bright if you're just not a flaming asshole. And so it was kind of an opportunity for that, you know, and I feel like we got treated really nicely overall and like, but if you want to die a young death, get a taxi cab voucher from the Dallas airport and ride in one of those minivans from, you know, they're all immigrants from God knows where, and and that's totally cool i'm down with that but they still drive like they're in Kazakhstan. and dude you're going like 60 miles an hour on a 20 mile an hour stretch coming up on a toll road and then like all of the brake pedal and we all go flying forward it's like i think we should have just
0: rented bikes you had car seats for all the kids i'm sure though right
1: hell no man we're like mexican at heart so they were like yeah, we were hoping Max would just go through the windshield and, and be back, back down to two, but little, little bastard holds on. He's pretty resilient. Now nah, he did good. He, Jeez. you know, all things can sit, you know, if you're three years old, like he has no idea what's going on and he's allowed to have temper tantrums every 20 minutes, which he tends to. And so it was just, man, that's why I have this sweet beard because I just feel like it's just become a part of me now I've, I've grown i've shedded i'm like a snake i've shedded so many skins i'm just now like in this new like when michael scott came back from jamaica with the beads in his hair and it's all yeah. going to crap and he's playing the steel drum down in the basement with the warehouse guys i'm about there it's about it's about where i'm at so
0: yeah t- typically people come back from vacation being rested but yeah you're uh, looking to rest now that you're home finally
1: bro and on the road like i had a uh giant tree blow over in my trailer park smashed one of my houses knocked it off the piers luckily the people weren't in it at the time but uh, i've been trying to figure that out it's just been like incredible all four remaining hairs on my head are falling out rapidly so
0: reason number 863 why we didn't podcast over the last couple weeks but uh, (laughs) (laughs) um thanks but but if anyone's looking to
1: live in canton missouri we will have a unit coming up and uh (laughs) You know, the last giant tree that probably will kill you has been removed. So DM me for more information. It would have been a lot
0: worse, dude, had dude. someone been in there. Yeah, that would have been a real bad deal.
1: It's like what Kevin talks about, though, about his life being a comedy, dude. Like, life just like will serve it up too hot and fresh, and you just yeah. got to roll with the punches. So that's the end of my philosophical rant. I see Rob has some beautiful tan lines there on his cheeks. I saw a picture of a leaderboard that. I never could find your name, but maybe I just couldn't zoom in far enough for that scrabble. So I'm a lot more. And and here's the difference with Rob too. Like everyone knows this, but Rob is like the quiet, has his stuff together. Everything works out type. We're sharing fish pictures on our trip and I have like a, a, an 11 inch speckled seed trout. And then Rob shares his fur. Is that like the second fish you caught in Minnesota? And it's like a five and a half pound largemouth.
2: It wasn't the second, but it was, uh, it was the, the first fish of the day that day on a new lake, which was pretty dude, you just cool. just show so. up
1: to a new lake, put the trolling motor down and catch that. Like, What's funny
2: about that, that fish right there is, um, I was idling around looking at my Garmin graph with all the color changes and I'm like, there's a hole right here. So I, I go right over the lip of the hole I stand up to put the trolling motor down and Boyd is sitting next to me and my wife is sitting next to it. And they're like, Oh my God, there's fish all over the graph. I didn't even see him because <laughs> I had already stood up and uh-huh. went to the front of the boat. And I turned around and threw that jig up there and caught up, caught a five pounder. So. Which is cool.
1: probably a, uh, just an absolute slant of a largemouth there. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, five pounds. A like, good one. Right. From what I'm hearing is kind of like the mark. Right. That's like, I mean, you what in in Arizona? Fantastic. What's the mark? Is it is a eight pounder
0: the mark? That's I'd pretty say, cool. yeah, you know? I'd say, dude. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but actually, you, I think that's tight. I, I think, think it's easier it's, to catch a five in Minnesota than it is to catch an eight here. To be honest, yeah, Don't, I think. Oh, so too. You, I think Josh, a six is like it.
2: A six here is like an eight in Arizona. So probably a five is like a seven, yeah. probably. But whatever, dude. That was pretty good
0: for you. Agent, so yeah, it was really good. For you. Yeah, and good. then uh, yeah, Rob's got uh, on the other side. Rob's got a trophy right now that he's polishing, oh. dude. He you couldn't find his name because it was two deals. He won the tournament, bro. Um,
1: but Rob's
0: been entered some tournaments. He won a uh, twenty-five <laughs> vote tournament uh, just yesterday.
1: Yes. Hold on. I what, what name did you go under? Do you have like a new pseudonym so people don't know who you no, are? No, they put they put Bob Bob. I Vandercoy. see Zach Zuck Sanford. You got to look at Troy so in Lee.
2: Minnesota in Minnesota they do it different in these tournaments, and I've been like I've been looking at all the social media, and I see it, every tournament do they do a board, and it doesn't matter where you're on the board, they just circle first place and put first by it. <laughs> so so he's like that?
0: literally the last guy written down. On yeah, because we're the page. last boat out.
1: I still yeah. see okay. Aaron Wellleggy and. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Keep well, I need thing. to go to the eye doctor. But, anyways, congratulations on your dominance. I'm pretty sure you're going to be the mayor. What town are you in? We're in Glenwood. See, Glen you're going to be Bay the mayor of Glenwood pretty soon, dude. You're just going to be rolling around. That ASU hat's going to turn into a Green Bay Packers hat.
2: It, green Bay Packer in Minnesota? I Wait, think oh, they're Wisconsin. That's right. Vikings, was, oh, no, bro. you'd be a yeah. oh Vikings. Hardcore Vikings. Right. Yeah, geography
1: get, isn't my thing. You'd get in a fight at least if you had a Green, pack. <laughs> green Packers Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, actually gotcha. like the Gophers. Isn't that their college team? Yep. yep. Well, how's Gophers. it been, dude? So last time we talked you on the podcast, you hadn't even been out there. So how's the house, yeah, so, how's the fishing as a whole?
2: Yeah, we've, we've, we've been here. Um, we arrived 17 days ago, and I've fished the 15 of the last 17 <laughs> days. Um, Did you and, buy
1: a house? I feel like I'm out of touch no, with you. Are we're you just in a VRBO
2: right now. Yep. Nice. So we're here. Dude, to- that's
1: so awesome. Are you on the lake?
2: Uh, we can see the lake we're across the road from the lake Perfect. Uh, but i've I've fished so many different lakes and I've just been having a blast so that the lake that I won the tournament on um so a a friend of mine that lives up here his name's Chris blank um, he's been showing me around and when I first got up here, I said, let's go fishing. And he said, okay, let's go over to Reno. He goes, I've never fished it or maybe fished it once and we just show up there and he's kind of running the show and we go up shallow and start flipping the crap out of them. Like good fish too. You know, I think, I think I caught a four that night, handful of three pounders. It was just, it was a blast. Right. And one little thing that's interesting in Minnesota is how fast things change. Like their summer is so condensed. Right. So that was two weeks ago. We were catching them shallow the tournament. I want them, I won out deep. So, I mean, they just move just because it's everything's,
1: everything's the temperature changed hard or something? What's that? The temperature changed quick on you or like aggressively? It just, or? It just accelerates. I mean, they, they just go their through their whole pattern. S- basically. Yeah. Um, they got
2: into their summer pattern. It's just that everything goes so quick. So kind of interesting, but it's cool. Yeah. So, but every Lake I've went to has been an absolute blast. Um, Chris and I fished a couple Tuesday nighter of Tuesday nighter and a Wednesday nighter. And those were the two tougher lakes that we fished. Um, but yeah, everything else has been phenomenal. So.
0: Any smallmouth yet, dude?
2: Um, the lake we're on, I caught a three and a quarter and we've caught a few small ones. We really haven't been, uh, the lake that we're on, I haven't really, um, focused on that lake a whole lot like there's a bunch of small fish in there and I, when we first got here i fished a few days out there and then i've been fishing these other little ponds that are just
0: phenomenal fishing just so, better better average size
2: better average size and I, I i know good ones live in the lake that we're on um and i need to get out there and try to figure out some of the smallmouth, but you know so
0: are we you fished only...
2: one we fished one lake that was um that josh suggested to me i'm not going to give the name of the lake just because it's like kind of world-renowned secretly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's, yeah. it's hey. legit.
0: If you know, you know. If oh, you know, you know. Oh, and yeah. I don't. Yeah. So clearly, it's good to know where I stand on things. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you but, if you go to Minnesota.
2: <laughs> but Boyd, Boyd, my son and I went out there, and uh, I think we fished five or six hours, had 35-plus blow-ups on frogs. Like, just an epic frog day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, man. I had to figure well, that one
0: out. That's cool.
2: Yeah, it was fun. So... But, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I can't say enough about the fishing up here, how good it is, and uh, the people up here phenomenal. I, the tournament that I fished um, Saturday that we won, I fished with, uh, I guess the easiest way to say would be my cousin's husband. Um, oh, And his name's Dave. He's a great fisherman, lives near Minnetonka, uh, and he drove out west here to fish with me. So we had a blast. It was a lot of fun.
1: That's cool, man. I'm so happy for you. Do you find yourself – Enjoy, like, do you how do I even phrase this? I feel do I enjoy s- fishing more, yeah. Well, and like, he's not a little, so salty. I see, yeah. he's actually smiling this time. Like, when's the last yeah, time you saw I Rob's teeth? I didn't know you had teeth. It's good to see. No, it's there. just
2: like I'll get on one of these lakes and I just have so much fun, like, research- That's how researching, is but for ex- me exploring, and like, it's so different. And I need to get back to that at home because I think it will help me a lot, but um.
1: Does it make you yeah. not want to live in Arizona? Because I end up feeling like that in Alabama.
2: I want to be in Arizona in the in the winter, and I want to be yeah. Here that's, in the summer. Oh, that's true because you
1: have a you big know? old winter in Minnesota. It's
2: yeah, true. yeah, but it's uh, I don't know. You you get a lot of bites here. That's that's the benefit, right? So you can. I'm not saying figuring out winning fish is easy, but figuring out what you think it's just you get a lot of bites. You get a lot. There's of some feedback. feedback, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not you don't feel like you're fishing over a really good spot. Cause if you're on a really good spot, you're probably getting bit. They tell they, you dude. Yeah. yeah, they do tell you. Yeah.
1: It's like sure. the 180 degree contrast, Dude, I suck so bad on Jordan, like long stretches of catching nothing. And it's like, I feel like, and I asked people and I became friends with a guy at the Marina, who's a cool high school fisherman. And, he tried to key me in. It's like, man, it's just like I suck so bad. So it's cool that you can go there and actually catch
0: them. Dude, those southern waters are technical, They're bro. Done. Like people yeah. don't understand. Like it all, and like you talk about how juicy it looks and how good it looks. It it still is challenging, man. And and, and the, there's a lot of dead water. <laughs> um, you're on a river system, so current's a big yeah. factor. The water's hot. Like, dude, that water—it was ninety-three. Be... Okay, thank, thank you. That's That's not good. It, yeah, that's tough fishing, bro. Thank the you. water were coming.
2: Where I was at yesterday was seventy-seven. I think. Like, it's beautiful.
1: It's just a yeah, perfect. What are the daytime highs there? Is it like high eighties?
2: Uh, depend. Tomorrow's gonna be ninety-nine, which is gonna oh, be so gross. It's Okay, wow, that's but hot. it hasn't been. It's been really nice. It, that's crazy. But humid? the saving. What's that?
1: Sorry to cut you off. Is it humid?
2: Yes, it's um, these next few days are going to be. That's
0: great for less.
2: Yeah. Prior to that, prior to this coming, though, like it's been phenomenal. So, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to blame
1: my buddy Les for bringing the hot temperature. So, that they're <laughs> sure. coming. Dude, it's hot as balls in Arizona. So, he definitely brought it. Dude, I want
2: so bad. Listen to this. He keeps texting me and like, stop catching him. He says,
1: he says,
2: save some for me when I get there. <laughs> so I want so badly just to take him to a lake and suck. Like, yes. it would be hilarious. <laughs> that <laughs> would be <laughs> the
0: prank of a lifetime, dude. It would it would the be Go to him, the dude.
2: worst lake. You're like, sorry, dude. I think it just got <laughs> hot here.
0: It's, <laughs> it's
1: terrible now. Sorry. Shut dude, it off. Dude,
0: that would be the ultimate thing.
1: <laughs> please pull that off he probably doesn't even listen to us anyway so please do dude, that he and sent like report back.
2: he sent like 11 rods with me that i have 11 extra rods in my lo- rod locker for him
0: damn
1: it's pretty baller <laughs>
0: how long is he gonna stay and fish
2: they'll be here a week so okay oh, right on. yeah it'll be fun it'll be a blast
0: that's cool I'm dude glad josh
1: i saw you rented a pole behind camper how that? Yeah, happen? let's talk go. about
0: yeah, family camping a, adventures. Before we get to Kevin, I got—I guess—I've uh, had a, a random few weeks as well. I—I I, uh, was over, spent a couple of days over at Lake Mojave, um, caught some smallmouths, so scratched that itch. Got myself ready to go up north a little bit. Um, last week we went. Yeah, we we uh, went on outdoorsy.com and rented. A travel trailer, um, just like an Airbnb website for travel trailers. And uh, dude, it was pretty sweet. It was a 23 foot Winnebago mini Winnie, right? Mini Winnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's, it's for a half ton truck, right? It had it. It had bunk beds and then a queen bed it had a little slide out. So it wasn't big, but it was big enough for the four of us. Oh, yeah. And it was the perfect size for a half ton truck. It was, it was a little heavier than my boat, but it wasn't that different than towing a bass boat. So uh, perfect. Nice uh trailer for us and we had a good time dude we we went up to uh the white mountains not the white mountains the Mogi on rim for okay three three nights uh um, and uh just had a good time man we we fished just a little we didn't hardly fish dude i can't i can't catch trout to save my life and, and the problem is too a lot of we'd get out there at like 9 30 and then and the, the whole thing throwing is rocks just, in the water. You can't get a spot on the bank. Like, yeah. I feel for the people that try to go up there and catch those trout because it's uh, a trout. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're not getting released, the ones that get caught up there. But, uh, the fishing wasn't the highlight, though. It was just, just hanging out. We could have fires, which was really surprising. Uh, I didn't think we'd be able to have fires due to, uh, you know, just the dry last couple summers we've had. And we get there, and the camp host came over and told us we could have fire. So we had fire every night. And, uh
2: you had a little so rain, had, too, didn't you?
0: Yeah, we had a little bit, and they had had a yeah. lot the week before. So that really Sounds helped. like our house
2: is changing real quick here, so I don't mean to hustle us along, but –
0: are they coming in? Are they popping yeah. in right now? <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's uh that's a nothing else too crazy for me. I'm going to ICAST next week. Um, they're working on my YouTube. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, if you're listening, I got some fishing reports, different fishing, uh, tip videos and stuff like that. But after ICAST, we'll get together. We'll do another podcast before I head to the next Derby. We'll talk about some of the new stuff that's out right now. And, uh, yeah, just uh, a lot coming up. So thank you guys for everyone that decided to tune in. I know it's been a couple of weeks, so we appreciate that. And uh, More I a you guys a couple weeks. A, yeah, yeah, a few, a few. I'm just trying to a month. Who's counting? Sugar <laughs> a little bit here, but um, they know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin is uh, has got some great stories. So make sure you stick around for Kevin, and uh, we'll be at you guys next week. Thank you. To say Kevin was just saying that he shaved his beard because it was growing in patchy, and he wanted it to look good for this and then nick came on and uh nick you got to get a little closer to the camera dude you look you're looking too good to <laughs> i don't
1: That's know why hilarious. it's so dark on my end it's actually one of the best beards i've ever it's the best beard i've ever grown let's see if i get can... there we go
3: oh the neck beard those are great dude
1: yeah if i would have lived or when i was reincarnated as a pirate that would have been my pirate name i would have been neck beard <laughs> instead of red beard <laughs> and black beard. i would have been <laughs>
0: that's hilarious well uh hey kevin dude we really appreciate you coming on man we talked about you a little bit in the intro uh great guy great angler uh you fished it basically every level of of tournament bass fishing and you've been doing it for a long time uh before we started recording kevin and rob were reminiscing about fishing in the early 90s uh tournaments in arizona and uh kevin had a a story uh, about him and rob both breaking down in the same creek at lake pleasant back in the day so that was pretty cool to hear but um what uh, what's going on your way man what uh, what are you doing this weekend kevin
3: oh uh, you know um i'm not fishing this weekend i plan on going fishing three times this week and then i got we got that seminar next weekend so that'll be fun but uh yeah no this year just been uh doing the apex and doing some one bass stuff and and uh and that's been fun um ended up I ended up getting sick in the middle of one of the tournaments and then I couldn't make another one. So uh, it's been one of those years this year, but um but it's been fun. We we've just been uh traveling around. It it's kinda nice to be staying on the on the west coast compared to what you gotta do all the time, Josh. And I only did that for one year the way you did it and uh man, that's a lot of
0: traveling, man. Especially right now, you know, it's, it's, I, I really am jealous of the folks that don't have to do traveling right now, just because traveling is just a nightmare. If you want to get in your truck and drive, you pay $5 a gallon. If you want to fly, the airports are just an absolute disaster. You know, getting, you got to book your flight at least a day early because there's legitimate chance you won't get there. I know Nick has got some stories from his, <laughs> his late recent travels, but just, it's just tough to travel right now, man. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I I'm, I'm kind of jealous that you're able to stay around home right now.
3: Yeah. It, it's, it's so expensive. And what's funny is, um, <clears throat> is I, so I've been doing the, the wild west teams too this year, but cause Dylan Maxson and I, we, we get together and do some team stuff here and there. It's just like whenever it works out, we don't, we don't like plan for it. We don't ever say like, Oh, we're going to do the teams next year. It's kind of like, we don't ever plan on doing them. And then, um, and then this year, we, you know, we decided uh, just kind of last minute. We're like, do you have time? He's like, yeah, if I got time, all right, well, let's see how many we can do. And so that's, uh, so started doing a few of those too.
0: Uh, team tournaments are fun, man. I mean, the pro-ams are, are, are where the real money's at in, in all of tournament fishing, but the team tournaments, there's something super fun about just being out there with your buddy, right?
3: Yeah, no, it's good. and I And I like fishing. I mean, I sponsor Dylan and I sponsor a bunch of guys. I mean, that's kind of like where my, my, my fishing has gone. It's not really, you know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of guys out there that honest, honest to God, they're like a lot better than me. And they don't have, you know, they don't have the means to be able to do what they, what they, what I think they could do if they were able to fish at a different level. So, you know, and and it wasn't like a plan. It just kind of like worked out that way. I was like, well, you know, and the one year I did the FLW tour, and uh, and I didn't do well, and and I wasn't sleeping that year, and it was like a real nightmare that year. But, um, but you, and you know, the one time that I saw you in Florida, you, you had a tournament there, and I had a tournament there. Yep. And they were like back to back, and I saw you there. I hadn't slept for like two days, and that thing. <laughs> And I got a picture of me and you standing there and I had these glasses on. And I remember looking at the picture not that long ago. And I was like, dude, I hadn't slept in two days. Like, at, like <laughs> but, um, but that's yeah, so I just like I started sponsoring guys and now I sponsor some guys on MLF and sponsor different fellas. And, and so that's been kind of fun. Like, and I sponsor some circuits, you know, Apex and one bass. I sponsor both of them. and So it's been kind of fun.
0: That's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I really admire that in you and, you know, and how you, how you pick the guys that you, that you want to support and help that the guys that you really do see something in and uh, that maybe can't do it otherwise. So that's cool, man. Um, can you uh, shout out your business and uh, you know, talk about it? Cause I'm curious you've got, obviously it's a wild time to be running a business yeah. know, just in our country right now and trying to do that fish as much as you can you know, have a good family life at home, how do you balance it all out? And uh, and what is your business all about?
3: Well, you know, um, I mean, I kind of balance it out by cutting some of my fishing out lately, you know, I mean, it's been, I'm you just kind of got to do what you got to do. But, but um, I, uh, um, my business is signature gate systems and welding companies kind of, it was like two companies that I had, and then I, I merged them. And, uh, and it was, I had a welding company I had an automatic gates company, I kind of made them, I merged them both. And, so we, like, if you go to a community and you, and you, you drive up to the community, like big master community with a bunch of houses in it, and there's a big automatic gate there and you got to put your code in. You can't, otherwise you can't get in. We install those systems. That's what we do. That's, that's our main deal. That's what we do. So in fact, I just, I just put in a gate for Roy Hawk's mother-in-law nice. just the other day, you know? Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, 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 you know, it's like, I, I cut out some of my pre-fishing when I have to in order, because you're right. Like lately I've had to be like more involved. The, the higher the gas prices go and the worse inflation is, the more I got to be, I really have to work. I got to massage it, you know, to make up for what I'm losing on the other end. Because like when gas prices double, like they have, it costs me 10,000 a month when they double. I mean, cause we are running 15 trucks that fill up every other day. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a truckload of money and you got to make it up, you know, and uh,
1: margins get compressed. Right. And you can't just directly increase your prices to offset it.
3: No, you can't. You're right. Because, because, and you have to like be incremental about how you increase your prices because you can't just like hit your customers all at once. Even if it's hit you all at one time, you can't hit your customers all at one time because they're Mm -hmm. getting hit too by other people. So what happens is you try to make up a little bit of it. So I raised my prices this year for the first year in 13 years.
1: Man. Damn.
3: Yeah. So in it and I didn't want to do it, you know, because the more customers I get, the less I I have to charge per so actually my price has gone down for 13 years, not up, but any which way, you know, you make it work. And next year I'm gonna do Apex and One Bass again. And so we're gonna have some fun with it. That's nice.
0: Well, yeah, sounds like you're making it work, man, and glad you still have have some time to get the fishing in to to scratch the itch and and be competitive out there. Um, so, I teased this a little bit in the intro, and uh, we've all been chomping at the bit to hear this this first story that you got. It uh, our, our listeners love the crazy travel and hotel stories, and I think <laughs> you might have the best one, dude. We've been doing this for two years, and I, I you know I've got to hear it again, but from getting the gist of it and what I read in your post, this might be, I'll say it's definitely one of the best, but I'll let you just take it from the top, man. Tell us what happened at Lake Havasu earlier this year.
3: Yeah. So, you know, this is one of those stories where you're like, there ain't no way this is going to happen again. I mean, it was, so Dylan and I, you know, like I said, we didn't know how many tournaments we could do, whatever. We went to Lake Havasu for the Wild West um, uh, pro or for the Wild West teams up there. And so when we went up there, you know, I, I, I always ask Mrs. Finley, I always ask her, Hey, you want to go to the tournament? And she always says, Oh yeah, I might. And then last minute, no, I'm not going, you know, <laughs> I got a hair appointment you know, whatever. So whenever she doesn't go, I just get some, you know, crappy hotel or whatever. So I went up there and I got it. I got to that days in hotel up there. Right. And I think everybody knows it, whatever. It, it's <clears throat> It's, it's no great place, but I was like, Oh, it's just going to be me. And, and Dylan was bringing his grandfather, so they got their own room at the Days Inn, and you know, a bunch of us were staying there. Tommy Johnovich was there, and you know, whatever. So we get there. Uh, I don't know. Check in at like five o'clock or something, and um, and uh, and then we go eat. So I checked in, but I did not go and look at the room. But when I when I checked in, it, it was weird because the lady in the inside she kept saying, "Oh, we've got you in the suite," you know. Ooh. And I, I was like the suite, but you know, I, I, I had to look out the window again. And I was like, you guys got a suite in this place. (laughs) Like, like, what is that? You know, is that just like two rooms put together or something Two like junk rooms? So anyways, I told her, I go, I don't, I don't need a suite. It's just me. I just need a bed, you know, whatever. She's like, well, the suite is the only one that I've got with only one bed or what I go, well, there could be two beds. That's fine. I, and so, anyways, she was like, just bent on giving me this suite for some reason, you know, for thirty more bucks. And by this time, I didn't care. I was like, just give me whatever, give me the suite, you know, whatever. Just give me a room. So we go and eat, <clears throat> come back, and I and I go to my room, and 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 it's like seven o'clock, and that's kind of early, but for me. Like, I have to guard my sleep or I don't sleep very good. That's why I don't room with guys, you know. I, I'll room with Marty Lawrence once in a blue moon just because Marty doesn't snore and I know him, you know. And and if I were to kick him out into the back of the pickup truck, he
0: wouldn't say anything. I love but, Marty, but I'm <laughs> shocked that he doesn't snore, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> me <crazy>. too. <laughs> he looks like he snores. <laughs> with that Fu Manchu, you would think just
3: <laughs> – Oh, nice. yeah. That's he amazing. Like a, he, he's like a mountain. crazy, like, yeah. Dude. yeah, he's like eat nothing. So – so, anyways, I so I, I go to the room at seven. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna get in there early. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you know get my stuff ready, and I'll go to sleep. And sometimes it takes me a little while to get to sleep. I'm like, but I'll, I'll you know I'll get at least six seven hours before in the morning, right? So I get in there, and and by the way, this suite there's like a it's like a huge room, and it looks like crap, but it's a huge room. And there's a bed way off in the corner. That's it. There's the suite. You know, it's just like slightly bigger, but. So I I throw my stuff on the bed and then I got to go take a leak. So I go into the bathroom and lift up the toilet and it is splattered with Rhea. I mean, on the toilet, I mean, and, and I had to take like a double take on it because I was like, how do you get that much all over the place? Like you have to be standing three feet away. Like there's no way that anyways, so I, I was like, holy cow, man. So I, I take a picture of it and I send it to my wife send it to Miss Finley and I, and I go check this out, you know, and she's like, oh my gosh, that is so bad. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. You know, I, I was like, maybe I can take a leak somewhere else while I'm here or something. So I, I go over to the bed. And as I go over to the bed to pick up my stuff, I see a bunch of hairs on the very end of the bed and <clears throat> and they're not like straight
1: hairs They're you know <laughs> curly and,
3: yeah they're like curly and thick
1: you know of a select oh. variety
3: of a of a certain region of the area of the body you know uh-huh. and and uh and I was like oh man you know I can deal with the real better than I can deal with that right there I I can't deal with
0: that on the bed right.
3: I was on the bed, you know, so I'm like, I take a big deep breath and I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to get to bed as early as I want to, but it's all right. Not all is lost. Like it's still early. i We get my crap together and I'll walk back up to that office and my boat and my truck are unhooked because you have to unhook it there. No and- parking. Yeah, no
0: park. What I a gotta disaster.
3: Gotta out. It's not like, you know, you can hop in the truck. So I was like, all right. So I walk all the way back up there with all my crap. And when I get back up there, there's a new lady at, at the desk, and, and, and I call her, uh, uh, you know, purple hair lady. You know, she got purple and black hair. And I tell her, I'm like, hey, um, you know, I got an issue with my room and she and before i could even tell her what the issue was she says oh well we, we don't give new rooms that's against our policy and we don't have any anyway so whatever the problem is i can't do anything for you. so i go well i go there's ria all over the toilet and there's uh there's
1: certain kind of someone uh, shaved hair. a cat on the bed
3: yeah there's certain kind of hairs on the bed and you know, it looks like somebody took care of some business on the end of the bed, and then went to the bathroom, and then took off. I'm like, so I don't know. You do the math, but I can't stay there in the room. You know, I'm like, I can't stay in the room. So, she just starts kind of going into a rant to herself, and and she starts saying, uh, I hate working nights. I can't stand being here at nights. This place sucks. You know, all this other stuff. So I'm just kind of standing there looking at her like, what are you going to do? She goes, I'll have to lock up the office and go out there. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look for myself because I can't just take your word for it. I go, all right, whatever. So she locks up the office. We walk back there again. I'm hauling my crap again, all the way back there. And then get back to the room and she walks into the bathroom and she looks in the bathroom and you just see her kind of, and I stood by the door. I didn't even want to be in a room with her. So I. She goes into the bathroom, and uh, she doesn't say anything. She's in there for it because there's nothing to say. I mean, when you see that disaster, there's nothing to say. And then she goes over to the bed, and she looks at the bed and, get this, looks at the hairs and starts picking them up one no. by one with her fingers.
1: Hey, she's cleaning it for it. you. Look at her making it work.
3: She's picking them up one by one with her <laughs> fingers. And she's throwing them on the floor uh-huh. and she's picking them up. So, and this, at that point I was about to puke, but anyways, so she walks back out of the room and as she's walking back to the, to the office, she says, I got to call the owner and, and find out because I don't think there's anything we can do for you. So she gets on the phone with the, the manager, the owner, whatever. And she's trying to talk him out of giving me another room on the way back. <laughs> to the yeah. So, <clears throat> so, They finally agree to give me another room. I get into the to the office with her, and she's like typing on the computer and she's trying to find me this other room. And by the way, this is she's giving me another room on one of the rooms that she said that she didn't have. She said she was sold out. She didn't have any room. so she's giving me another room. So, and just then, a lady comes in the office, and. She looks worn out and not great. And she's got like a nightie on or some kind of tight black thing. And she's, and and there's somebody waiting for her in the car. And and she's just sitting there and she's trying to put makeup on, but it looks like she hasn't showered in a long time. And I'm waiting and this lady's waiting. And then and then the lady, and as, as this lady's trying to get me another room, this lady looks at me and she goes, out of all the girls here, this girl knows what's up, this girl right here knows what's up, and I'm, oh. looking at her. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, so you know everybody here, and I'm like, and you're, and I was putting two and two together, and I was thinking about the bed in the other room, and I was like, yep, and I don't know, man, I was like, so anyway, so she takes, she gives me this new room, I go to the new room, right, so get up there, I, <clears throat> I go to, I, 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 Take a shower. I go to bed. So, because I'm 51, 45 minutes later I wake up and I got to take a week, right? I'm like, ah, oh, man. So I get up. It's pitch black in the room. I got to have it pitch black. So I get up. I, I start walking, and five steps, and it's the whole time splash, 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 splash. And I was, and I just stop in my tracks. I'm like, what the heck? Why am I walking in water, man? I was like, what is going on? So I splashed my way over to the light switch. I flipped the light switch. And by this time, I can see the toilet, right? And the toilet, between the floor and the toilet, the sewage water is belching out between there as fast as it could come out. Like somebody's pumping it into the room. And I looked down, and and I, and I then I realized, and I got a bad smeller. I, I can't smell it and I'm smelling, it's like John Gacy's house. It smells like dead bodies. I mean, it is so bad. And the room is filled with sewage. And I'm standing in it with my shoes on. That's my only shoes for the tournament tomorrow. And they're soaked in poop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, what in the, so I, you know, after a second, I grab my stuff. <laughs> I walk out the front and I call the lady at the office and I go, Hey, there, my room is full of water. Like it's belting out from the toilet. And she like plays stupid with me. Well, exactly. What do you mean? And I look down and everybody else is out of their rooms too. Like, so she already Uh, knows the sewage problem. So anyway, so I explained myself, she makes me explain myself. This is the purple hair lady. So I explained myself and then she goes, well, yes, we're having a sewage problem. And I go, (laughs) I go, well, I'm standing in it. You know, it's like up to my ankles in sewage. And I, you know, I can't stay here. And well, I'm going to come bring you a key for a third room. She says, so Twenty minutes goes by. By this time, it's like ten o'clock or something. I don't know. And I, you know, I'm like, man, I'm not going to get a night I sleep. So I, <clears throat> she brings me the key, along with keys for a bunch of other people. On, I guess she had a lot of extra rooms. A room, lot of rooms. that she didn't have. Right. She got a lot of rooms. A lot of rooms. And uh, she gets me in. She goes, "This the upstairs floor. There's no sewage up there." So I go to. The, so I move. I go to this upstairs floor. I get in there. I'm, so, I have to wash my shoes for half an hour just trying to wash the sewage out of my shoes and stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last thing you expected to be doing, the night you no. wanted to turn and wash sewage out of your shoes. Dude.
3: Not good. Not not good, you know. And uh, so, I, I get up there. I go to bed. I finally, I go to bed. I got wash. I take a shower again. I go to bed. <clears throat> and then 20 minutes later, 15 minutes later, hear these it's huge sun, rah, you know, and I'm like, what in the, what in the world, so I go over to the window, and look, and it's the sewage trucks pumping the sewage, because there's such a disaster, and they're, and they're down there yelling, because I, 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 it's like a fire engine problem, because, uh, like, it, you'd think that there was some kind of, like, emergency, like, uh, like, with the police department, or the fire department, these guys are, Because there's so much sewage coming out of the hotel, they're pumping this sewage out. So I lay back down and I'm like, what the, well, how am I supposed to sleep with that? So I lay there for a few minutes. I'm like, and then I realized, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to sleep with that going on. Like it's right under my room. These huge trucks that are pumping this sewage and it's making so much noise. So I, I come to the realization that I'm going to have to hook the boat up. I'm going to have to roll up my extension cord. By this time, it's 11, 1130. And I'm going to have to roll up my extension cords and and hook the boat back up to the truck, which I was kind of like in a corner. I was next to Tommy's truck, and I didn't know if I could get in there. And I didn't know where Tommy's room was. And I'm like, you know, I was like, but I could get out. So I got out. I hooked it all up, called another hotel. I get to the other hotel. I get a room. And, uh, I get up to the room and I'm just like, beat tired. I'm like hoping for three hours sleep at this point. I, I get up to the room, I walk into the room and I'm like, thank God I'm here. And I, I walk in and I hear this incredible noise coming out of the bathroom. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I open up the bathroom door and the freaking toilet, you know how those like toilets that are in like, you know, not your house, but they, when they're in a commercial place, they flush a lot harder, you know? Uh-huh. And I open up the and the toilet is flushing like a poltergeist all by itself, nonstop. <laughs> it's just flushing <laughs> all by itself when I walk into the room. So I have to go over to the toilet and I pull the top. I ain't got no tools or nothing. I pulled the top off the toilet and I, and it, and it peels off the wall with the mu- the mold, you know, you could oh. see the mold and I peel the toilet lid off the wall with the mold. And then I had spent about 10 minutes fixing the toilet and I did get it fixed. <clears throat> and so I go to bed and I get like three hours sleep. I wake up and my sewage shoes are still wet. So I put my new socks on and, 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 I put the shoes on over the socks and it's cold. Like it's, you know, it's still wintertime and, and, uh, put the shoes on with the socks and it soaks right through. So, you know, you know, you're soaking in poop, which look, I'm okay with soaking in poop for a little while, but I had to soak in the poop all day. And that's where I draw the line when I have to soak in the poop all day. That's where I draw the line. So I was like, I got to soak in this poop all day. I was like, I hope it's sunny and it warms up so I can, my, my shoes will be all right. So we go over there, and it's 22-mile-an-hour winds. My feet are freezing, and we put our boats on the water, and and every tournament's canceled on the lake that day because the wind was so bad. And then I realized I just went through all of this for nothing. I'm not even going to today. I'm just going to drive home in my poop shoes, (laughs) and that's it. That's all I did. yeah. So all of that happened and the hotel refused to give me my money back.
1: So that was bad. wow. <laughs> nice slap across the face to finish yeah. it out. Yeah, so
3: there's I don't know if anybody's going to have like that kind of uh experience at a hotel, but I would just suggest that if you don't feel like soaking in the poop And, and you don't want to walk in the sewage and, and you don't want the sewer trucks and you don't want the hair on your bed and you don't want the Rhea. I'd pick some other place to have a sewage to stay than, uh, than the days.
0: (laughs) That is crazy, dude. That's just nuts. I mean, and it wasn't even spring break, was it? Like this was, uh, before spring break, right? It was
3: before spring break. So it's still cold, you know, in the morning, really cold.
0: I mean around spring break, When you go to Honolulu, you know there's going to be chaos at the hotels. Like you expect that, but it was it was still wintertime. That that's that's unbelievable, man.
3: I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, you're you're probably. I was like, I need to take
1: my RV next time.
2: You're probably lucky the tournament got canceled with that kind of luck you had going though. That was pretty rough.
1: <laughs> or it was going to be a 25 pound bag kind of day, yeah, right? Possibly. One or yeah, the other,
0: he wasn't going out there to catch 12 pounds. One way or the other,
1: it was yeah. 20 or bust. I've heard that, you know, max scent is pretty effective, but feces soaked new balances is just a little better.
3: Oh man. I'm telling you that is brutal. That, that, that is uh one of those things where, you know, and that's the thing is, is, not everything goes right in a tournament and stuff like that, but dang, I'm like, I'm like, for me, I just need a good night's sleep. You know, it's like, really, I, I can't stand, you know, not having a good night's sleep.
0: I hear that. Well, Hey dude. And this is totally off the subject, but it sounds like you got your sleep and kind of turned around. What did you do to do that?
3: Um, You know, it's kind of weird. I, it was this one guy online. I did a bunch of research cause I, I hate like taking pills, you know? And and, um, um, Doc David, he, he hooked me up with some sleep and medicine in a pinch, you know, if I, if I get a pinch, cause he's my doctor. And so I, um, and that's Daniel Elias's partner, Doc David, yeah. but, um, but I don't like taking pills. Like I can't stand. It. So, so what I did is I went online and I just tried to learn about people who like their sleep just go South, you know, and like mine didn't, it just like went South, like all of a sudden and I couldn't get it back on and i just kind of learned that like it's your like once you get your sleep off so bad that your circadian clock kind of gets off and you and and it's hard to get it back on but there's ways you can get it back on because like when you get older you're you don't sleep like it, there's a bunch of stages of sleep and when you get to be my age most people don't have that final real good stage anymore that last stage of sleep so you don't sleep as deep anymore so it's easier for you not to have a good night's sleep. And then, uh, so what I did was, is I, you have to go to bed at like nine o'clock every night. No, like you pick a time, you just whatever it is, eight, nine, ten. You pick a time, and you don't go off of that. You you stick to it by one, not even a minute off. And you quit drinking coffee while you're doing this. While you get it back on, you don't eat late, and then and then you don't lay around all day if you don't get a good night's sleep. Get up and you do your day, even if you didn't sleep. And you keep doing that and you force your body to get back on its right clock. And that's how you get it back on. And it works. Like it'll get off once in a blue moon and then I can do that again for like a week. And then boom, it's right back on. And then I'm good. I can go back to my coffee and go to bed, whatever time I want and all that stuff.
0: Interesting. That's, it's yeah. basic, but it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's almost like, you know, having got young kids, right. And getting your young kids on the schedule to be able to their bodies get used to it. And, uh, I've even noticed, you know, it's so important and it's weird to be talking about sleep on a fishing podcast, but it's so important because you're getting up so early and when you're fishing, whether you're in a tournament or just fishing, it's all about making decisions. And if you are not thinking straight because you're tired, it's so hard to make good decisions on the water. And, and you don't know it at the time, but you know it affects you. So uh, super, super important.
3: It, it It is. In that year that I did the FLW tour – Marty could tell you. There was like a whole bunch of nights where I didn't sleep at all. And then most of that year, I slept two to three hours a night because I didn't figure out how to fix my sleep until like the middle of that year. And by that time, the thing was over. So it really sucks because I kind of knew I was only going to end up doing that for one year because I didn't even really like qualify for that. I was a little bit out of qualifying, And then some guys couldn't make it. So they went down the line and they picked me up. That's how I got on the tour. So I was like, this probably ain't going to happen twice. And it took everything I had to even finish that good to where they got even misqualifying by a little bit. And so I was really hoping to enjoy my year more, but it was, it was brutal for me that year.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That just every day is tough when you, when you're dog tired from not sleeping, I get that for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And time changes too. Like that's one thing uh, for me is, you know, you, you're flying in or driving in and, and you got a two or three hour time change that takes a couple days to get used to, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy for sure.
3: Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. Time changes are rough, especially going like three hours when you're going to Florida and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, we don't want to take too much of your time. It's a Sunday. We appreciate you coming on before uh, we let you roll. Do you have any other ones? Um, any other, we've been doing a lot of close call stories on the podcast lately. Matt sure I had a good one in our last podcast. Do you have any of those that you want to throw out real quick before uh, spending the rest of your day? Um,
3: you know, I've been pretty like, I've been pretty careful. Like I, I, That's good. You know, I don't have a whole lot, but there's one that stands out. Cause I, cause I, there's so, like like I was talking to, to Rob about is is I you know, I, I took a bunch of years off there after I, I, I had kids and stuff and I and I, I took a bunch of years off and when I came back, I wanted to go do the US Open, you know. And so it was in the mid teens here, whatever, I don't remember which year it was, but so <clears throat> at the time, I when I came back, I it was before I got back on the night or before I got on the nitro team. And I just bought this 99 Skeeter just to kind of get going again or whatever. And I, I kept that for a number of months before I, I bought my Nitro. And and, um, and uh, during that, and you know how those old 90s Skeeters were so shallow. Like they were just really shallow boats. Like stump-filled stuff is great for those boats because they were just so shallow.
0: Yeah, build them <laughs> over at Lake Fork, you know, and they're different now. But those were total, they were not big water boats necessarily, right?
3: No, no, no. I mean fast i mean you know with a 225 it was like 75 mile an hour boat is ridiculous you know but there's almost none of it touching the water so we go out first day of the open i don't even know the lake very well at that point you know and so god i I get this really great guy as a co-angler that day whatever and we had a i think we had a good bag we had like nine pound nine and a half pounds or something that day or something like that and on the way back i just really wasn't paying attention to the wind i really didn't understand how it could get at at me you know so on the way back out of temple bar i'm going to the main to the center base in there and i'm and i just and, and the wind's blowing pretty good pretty good out of the south and and i just head straight across and i don't even think about it right and and the wind had just kind of come up and well it started getting heavier and heavier and heavier and before i realized I'm in the middle of this thing and these things are huge and I'm on the wrong side of the basin, and I'm in the wrong boat for this. And I'm like, holy crap, man. I'm like, we were like, I mean, the boat was out of the water far more than it was in the water. And, and I mean, it was to the point to where I, and I've never said this ever in my life. And I've never said it since. And, and I was raised, you know, in boats and like, like my dad wanted me to be a pro bass fisherman and all this stuff. So I've been in boats since I was tiny, but I've never said it. I told, I told my go I go, I'm not sure we're going to make it. So I'm going to get us close to the bank because I think we're going to have to swim. <laughs>
0: that's Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's hardcore, man. <laughs> <laughs> anglers like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I like the confidence, right? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is turning and, uh, south.
3: Yeah. So, and you could hear the plop prop blowing out every time we went over when it was like, wow, you know, and, and I, the ball oh, was it, but we ended up making it the trolling motor didn't Uh trolling motor was in shambles. One of my graphs was in shambles. Window was broke. And, uh, and, but we ended up making it across and I, and I had an extra trolling motor. So I ended up, uh, putting another trolling. Nice. But what's funny is every time me and that guy see each other now, we we look at each other and we point to each other. We go ah, <laughs> because <of that.
1: laughs> you bonded over near death.
3: <laughs> we did. It, it created a bond, and we've been friends ever since. Like he's a great guy, you know. Cool. That's good.
0: I think yeah. Well, if that's the only story that you've got in in all these years, it does mean you are uh, careful and uh, smart out on the water. So uh, that uh, that's good. But yeah, dude, I think Lake Mead. It's funny. A good percentage of folks that have even fished all over the place. Their their scariest boating moments have come at Lake Mead. I mean, I've got I've got a couple that are in the top five for sure, and that lake is uh... oh, yeah,
3: there. But let me let me let me t- tell you a really a fast stupid story. Because yeah. nobody's done anything this stupid. Okay. So I'm at Mojave, right? And <clears throat> and you know, I know all the guys, whatever. And 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 uh, and 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 I and it was I was pulling up to the ramp. We were far far north ramp on Nevada side and uh and pulling up to the ramp and getting ready to weigh in and stuff and and tie out like yelling something from the ramp to me you know and and i've got my trolling motor down and i'm talking to ty you know and and i could see my truck coming down the ramp and Ty's like talking and somebody else saying something. i think scooter was saying something or something and uh and so i'm paying attention to these guys and then the truck comes down the ramp and the and i can't remember who was driving my i think it was dominic uh driving my truck uh dominic muhammad's i think he was driving my truck and and he yells and says hey you know like like you know put the boat on and so i'm trying to finish off my conversation with ty and i'm not paying attention and i go back there and as i start the motor i'm still yelling at ty trying to you know i don't know trying to finish off her conversation and i put my boat on the trailer. With the trolling motor still in the water. Oh
2: <laughs> That's good, I, dude. You're not and the I first tore, one that's done that.
3: No, yeah, oh, sure. far
1: from it.
2: <laughs> I
0: tore that thing to pieces, and everybody's laughing. Everyone at me saw. Me. That's the problem, dude. You got a hundred <laughs> witnesses. Uh, <laughs> it looks like,
3: dude. I'm like, I don't know if I don't know which one of you guys just said this. Every is it other people have done that? But I'm. Oh, the only it's
2: happened yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude. Hey, I put my boat on the wrong trailer last year, man. I was at, uh, I told these guys, I was at a a heavy hitters tournament in North Carolina and uh, we're fishing out of league boats. So it's not my boat and not my trailer. And it's not my truck. So I see this guy, this, the guy that is driving my boat has a a gray Nissan or a Brown Nissan Titan. Uh, So, um, I see this brown truck back down. It looks like the Nissan Titan, dude. So I drive up, and and when I put the boat on the trailer, it's real sticky. And I have to give it 100% throttle to get it to slide up a little further. And it was really snug. And I'm like, go, go, dude, go. And I realize there's no one in the truck. And I look at the back tailgate, and it's got a Ram logo on it. And I look over, and there's a guy with a skeeter some local fisherman with a skeeter boat that's idling that's that's like turning around getting ready to head over it, and i go oh crap so i threw it in reverse were you able to and get I off? Got off this guy's trailer nice. so quick he never even knew it no one knew it dude, <laughs>
1: dude i wish it would have stuck so you could have stood on the back deck with your hands up oh. and been like
0: get in your truck <laughs> oh me my, out. Yeah, yeah what the hell you doing dude, he, he never even no one saw it it was hilarious
1: Dang. Yeah. <laughs> like a ninja
0: dude those were awesome kevin and i uh, appreciate yeah, you being humble enough to tell the story about your trolling motor too dude we all do stupid uh, stuff like oh uh, yeah
3: i i was i always tell my wife i'm like my whole life is a joke man i'm like
1: <laughs> everyone's is dude oh, it's uh, having the humility to see the humor in it though right a lot of us don't but everyone's life is filled with Comedy and self-inflicted errors, man. That's yeah, just
3: no doubt. part of no being human.
1: I had I one time with the trolling motor, one of the three guide trips I ever took. I was always so nervous and had to pretend like I knew what I was doing, so no one would catch on to how inept I was. And I left the trolling motor down, and tried to get up on Pat, and absolutely soaked the client. <laughs> I'm <was> like <laughs> a tsunami came over and just That's got him. One, and I was <laughs> I like, remember. nice, but you looked like you were hot. So I think you're well Part of the trip. Yeah, it's real yeah. hot in March. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny dude uh well hey you guys have anything else for kevin before we let him roll
2: no just thanks for coming on and good yeah. luck with your upcoming tournaments man
1: yeah man
0: go catch him.
3: hey thanks guys nice reminiscing about the 90s too and i appreciate yep. you guys having me
0: on <laughs> yeah remember guys signature gate systems if you're looking for uh, any automatic gates and uh yeah man we'll be low Are you fishing the u.s open kevin
3: Oh yeah. I wouldn't miss it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right, man. Well, hopefully I see you before then, but I'll definitely see you then, man. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks again for coming on.
3: Thanks guys. Talk to you later. See See you.